We're all going to be like three little Fonzies here. We're going to be cool. We're going to be cool. We're going to be cool. Episode six, Three Little Fonzies, we're back. Guys, the NBA is also back. Have you been watching? How are we doing? Yeah, we have. I I have been watching the NBA, and actually, uh, I would like to quickly, yeah, actually start off this episode by having you acknowledge the fact that, I, I mean, I, I'm curious, who do you who won last week that other so, time in the NBA? So, Greenwald's mad because I forgot to give a point the, the kind of irrelevant point in the hot box last week after I had, I had already won. You know, I was. I think Greenwald wants to bring this up because he thinks that I was going to give the point to him. And at the time, Don't I was going contrarian. to. At the time, <laughs> oh I was going God. to, Greenwald. But your pick was that the Blazers are going to have a run and be in the playoffs. But there's still a game and a half out of the eighth spot right now. So I'm not so sure... That your prediction... What was Liam's? What was Liam's bold Liam's prediction? Liam's was, was that, that David that? Stern planted like a gift or, or like plant... I, what was it, Dish? That... He had yeah, the plan. Was, he had was... the corona... No, he had the coronavirus plan planted. Yes, it... but your, your, your point was that there will be an outbreak and that he left behind a plan. And so far, the NBA has zero positive tests. Yeah, but so you were was wrong. I'm, I'm not prediction. wrong yet, though. The thing is, I'm not wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yet. Right now, Dish's Dish's answer has been unproven. Still, we don't know the outcome. Whereas exactly. your okay, answer, so we're your just, answer you is so more unlikely. We're just gonna pretend like the Blazers aren't storming back. Skinny Mellow hitting the dagger three on the Rockets yesterday. I'm seeing on Twitter there's a template form for everyone to fill out as an apology to Carmelo Anthony for disrespecting him with the multiple choice section being like. I didn't actually watch the games. The media convinced me he couldn't play still because the man can. He's skinny and he's back. And the Blazers are wrapping up the eight seed. And I can't believe that you you know that I won that point. So whatever. I, I do, fine. but like I said, I, it doesn't look that probable to me that the Blazers are going to make the playoffs. Either way, either way, doesn't matter. Like you said, that point's irrelevant. But to to the point of the NBA, to back to the NBA in general, though, I would say one thing that I think is a bit concerning and I'm curious Connor what your take on it is is that what I about think me? the Celtics are kind of well Connor's from Boston or Cape Cod at least Boston fan like the Celtics haven't really looked very good they lost Okay the they haven't yesterday. looked that bad yeah they lost to the who'd you say the Heat they lost to the other day is the game I Oh lost. the Heat I'm sorry but they also lost to the Nets I'm pretty sure didn't they I I think the Bucks lost to the Nets uh and I think the Celtics That's lost to true. the Bucks and the Heat yeah, I mean, let, Kemba Walker isn't even playing the fourth quarter right now, bro. Like, he's still going, yeah, getting uh, back yeah. to full health. So, they haven't even, these are exhibition games. They're testing out players and everything, so I'm not so worried. I will tell I mean, not, that's not I, – I think they looked they pretty did. good they against the Bucks. They did. They lost to the Nets did they? pretty recently. Oh, well, no, anyways, no, no, no. Never mind. No, never they mind. did not. They lost to the Blue okay, – okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Uh, but what I will say is the Raptors – Got to give credit where credit is due. Fred Van Fleet is going off. Just had 36 points, career high, and a win the other day. The Raptors are just a team of good players, and together they make a very strong team. So Dish acknowledged them last time. I kind of brushed them off for being a threat in the East, but the Raptors are looking strong enough. Dude, these games in general, though, have been crazy. We're recording this on uh, late Wednesday afternoon, 
There's eight seconds left in the Nuggets Spurs game. Score 132 to 124. These guys are going off. They're scoring so many points in these games, but they're competitive still. It's pretty amazing. It must be nice to be able to watch basketball. It is really nice. And yeah. uh, and comparing it to baseball too. Baseball has been so much more exciting just because uh, I don't know. Relief pitchers are huge this year. It seems like the starting pitchers are getting taken out a lot earlier. And if you don't have a deep bullpen, you're gonna get rocked. And the Red Sox there have been also, getting rocked for that reason. Unfortunately, there was Yankees nine and one baby. We're in the middle of a game. We're getting pounded by the Phillies and. Game one of the doubleheader again Wednesday uh, late afternoon, as Greenwald said. I mean, I'd call it the night, early night, but that's fine. That's uh, because uh, the Phillies are, are well-rested from their uh, coronavirus. Policy. That's the excuse I'm using for the loss if we lose tonight. But, yeah, you saw there's another, and it's great because the, the community, the world, is reacting way less now that the first one happened, but there's been another big outbreak on the Cardinals, I believe, that they're they're on pause now, but... It's like the reaction is way calmer when the Philly or when the Marlins outbreak happened. It was like, oh fuck, canceled. This is it. We're done. Yeah, I still think it's a period of uncertainty. I don't really know what's gonna happen. I don't know if anyone knows. I guess we'll just have to wait till next week. Maybe there'll be some updates by then. I don't know. They might not be saying it just to not get everyone down again. Like everyone was like being like baseball sucks. Rob Manfred sucks. Like everything sucks. Well, dude, again, hold us over. The NBA bubble working out very well so far zero tests i mean zero positive tests so far it's pretty fucking amazing credit to you know adam silver for coming up with a plan with zero help from david stern who how do you know for now for now how do you know yeah how do you know he didn't leave a how do you know he didn't leave a list of tips like you have no idea you have no idea and you're saying this shit for those who didn't know, Greenwald is back in the States, and honestly, I'm shocked because there's news at the moment that Trump is possibly going to ban TikTok in the United States, and Greenwald <laughs> is a wannabe fucking TikTok celebrity, so, so I'm surprised you boarded that plane with that uncertainty looming over you, Greenwald. First of all, for the record, Trump is actually, he has rethought it and is now uh, probably going to let Microsoft buy TikTok. But even if that wasn't the case, I would like to acknowledge the fact that I'm up to 47,000 views, 47,000 views of my, uh, me doing the, you know, Romeo, that whatever that dance where you push the camera. Yeah. Greenwald, uh, 40, Greenwald texted us. Greenwald texted us. He's like, I've been making these TikToks. Live. You guys really should be too. And that you was guys just are gonna a love hard it. no. You guys are going to do like, sick at it. The funny thing is that the page would probably blow up because I'm already starting to make it. And pretty soon I'm going to be on TikTok room, which is a su- another side note, by the way. This girl from Westport is actually on TikTok room and she used to be a freaking camper of mine. Literally used to be a camper of mine is now famous. Well, I don't know what TikTok room is and I don't really want to. You don't need to explain or anything, Greenwald, because I thought TikTok was for 12-year-olds <laughs> and like, and I know some of our friends like their guilty little pleasure is maybe like watching some high schoolers shake their ass on tiktok but i thought that was the demographic young kids and kind of older creeps and then so where do you fit in the mix is my question like greenwald greenwald when you take those videos are you like hey you hold my phone like this is gonna be really fucking cool like this is gonna this is it this is the shot i'm just wondering what goes through your head a couple reasons i actually like tiktok and among them are that 
Like, it's really quick. It's the closest thing there is to Vine since Vine. And Vine was great. It's not Vine. That's true. I love Vine. Vine. I do love Vine. The other thing I like about We TikTok also were very it, young when Vine was a thing. But That's very <laughs> true. That's very um, true. But there were hilarious-ass people, like, who got their start on fucking Vine that no, we all, I know, like, know, I know and love now. Yeah. And they've grown <laughs> Calm that. down. It's okay. But, Work with you, buddy. But what I, what I like about TikTok is it actually enables you to uh, edit videos on your phone, like, super fucking easily. And so, like, in a way that you wouldn't. Did you be able answer my to... question? Is this no, gonna answer my no. question? What was your What was your question? It was like something stupid. It was like. It, no, it wasn't stupid. It's like if you like hand the phone off, you're like, this is gonna be really cool. Like I like. Well, again, forty-seven thousand views, forty-seven thousand views, and the amount of people that slid into my DMs when I posted them on Instagram saying like, I'm dying at these. No, <laughs> who said that? Because I got. Many I got a very different reaction, and from some of our listeners as well. Shout out the boys. I'm not gonna. I'm not a snitch. So I ain't gonna name names, but Greenwald, dude. <laughs> what? Yeah, because Liam, you you love to just like sit in your little cave and like shit on everyone, but you'd never say this shit to anyone's face. I, like, I'm saying it to you right now, and I'd say it to your face. But no. what are you saying? I would say it right to your face. Here. Uh, did did you here. at least try making one of those videos where it was like the girl in the boy's clothes and then the boy comes in in the girl's clothes? See, see, no, because I didn't want to do that one. I didn't want to. I don't think. No, because I think those ones are funny. And that's actually another thing that pisses me off about TikTok is that like people who are influencers, once a trend starts, i.e. that one or like the one I did with the camera push to the Taylor Swift song. They can do a TikTok with no originality and it'll go viral and like get a shit ton of likes. My whole thing was like, if you're gonna jump in, bring some fucking originality to it. Wait, so and, that like, was original that was way. original? That's I'm what not you're, saying it was. you're saying that's what you were going for? Because I was convinced that you were jumping in on the trend with those series of videos. Yeah, Obviously I'm jumping in on the trend, but my point is if you're gonna jump in on the trend, do it in a unique way. Like do it on the London Tower Bridge and talk about the joke that TikTok's being banned in the US and like I happen to be an American abroad, which by the way, the amount of people that idiotically ask me about that is ridiculous. Like the UK has never had a ban on travel, just so everyone knows. Like stop asking me, like how'd you get over there? Like what did you do? I was about there to There is ask. no ban on the UK. But my point is like with that video, for example, it'll just be a guy and a girl and like they'll start off with the rolling on my wrist and then the girl comes in or the guy comes in and the girl's clothes. It's like I've seen way funnier ones where like, you know, it'll the guy will like deck the girl out of the way or like, you know, like it's just funny. Like you find a way to do it in a unique way. Like Steve Aoki did the one I'm talking about in reverse coming out of a pool. So he like did the dance first. By the way, Steve Aoki, is he a teenage girl? Oh, that's what I fucking thought. Steve but who's watching those videos? Dance. Teenage Steve girls Aoki and you. Did the dance. Whatever. Steve Aoki did the dance. Then he jumped in the pool and he filmed in reverse. My point is like, that was way cooler. He did it in, in a cool and unique way. Also, TikTok is a lot of great dog content. So I guess you guys hate dogs, but that's fine. You guys I mean, that's, that's just That's a ridiculous thing to say, dude. Like Dog haters. I mean, I guess Next you love fourteen year. I guess Next you love fourteen year olds because you watch TikToks all the time. Then, in the I, same token, that we hate I dogs. Know you where, love fourteen year olds. Begin with this and, blasphemy. And lastly, uh, Greenwald, you're probably the most informed on what's going on in the Bachelor. Uh, give us the rundown, please. 
Okay, I I swear to God on my life, I do not watch it. Liam, and you laughing son of a bitch. I know you know more about it than I do. Oh, yeah, I and I, I actually, I didn't mean to pick out you for that. I just figured you were just with Iria. I know, actually, I we've received several Snapchats from Liam, like, back in his Nashville days, watching Bachelor, like, with the boys what? sipping Thank beers. Thank you. Dish, are, what don't are you talking lie, about? bro. When that was a trend, what? whenever that last season was... You were actually like, but, I don't know if there dude, was the like last gambling season... lines on it or whatever, but there was several Snapchats of you watching The Fucking Bachelor. Facts, dude, facts. I, 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 I will say I did watch a few seasons of the last, of the la- I watched a few episodes of last season. That was, I did no, not I, that's send what I said. Snapchats that's exactly what he just said. And Liam, guess what else? Guess what else? What? A bunch of a bunch of our friends, some of our listeners out there, certainly passed judgment on you for that. You fucking piece of shit. Anyways, when did they pass judgment? The when did they text you about it? This is the update. This is the what? update. Yeah, tell us what's happening. Tell, happening. tell us what's happening. The update is, uh, so they actually, because of like a lot of the progressive like movements that have been uh, happening lately, it's great. They picked a, the fir- I think the first ever African-American Bachelor for the Bachelor season, but they were, they were supposedly filming this whole time The Bachelorette which was actually like a girl, a woman who was like 30 in her mid thirties, I think, which was also a change. Cause they usually do like low twenties. And I guess she fell in love with one of the contestants during in like the first filming. episode in like the first episode, I think. No, no, I think, I think more than that because half, I guess half of the season is going to be her. And then they're switching to this new girl um, who is going to be the new bachelorette who also is African-American, younger woman, I think like lower 20s or whatever, who was a previous guest on, uh, or previous, you know, contestant on uh, a couple of years ago. But what I think is actually interesting about this is because even though I actually do love to watch the Chicks in the Office recaps, and that's generally like my exposure to it, and then I ask Iria, like, wait, I'm confused, so I'll clarify things, but I don't actually watch it. But I have to give them credit because the the biggest thing I have with The Bachelor and The Bachelorette is that I don't believe it's real. Dude, and that's I know ex- that some couples have made it. But, like, it's crazy that this woman actually stopped her season because she actually fell in love. Like, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, you took the you words right mean? out of my mouth. I'm still not going to be tuning in, but it does make it a little... I don't know how credible. It's still kind of a fucking crazy premise for a show. But, yeah, I mean, the fact that the girl actually, like, found says she found love with one of the contestants uh, and like didn't want to continue uh out for res- out of respect for the other contestants is as respectable as i guess it could get a, a cop out i yeah. guess but i mean she could have finished the season dude that's the point then, that's why you go on the show yeah but she, th- what we're saying is that we a- i actually respect her because like i actually believe it you know what i mean and like i feel like everyone else on that show this is like the most believable thing that's happened on the show, I feel like. The most not staged kind of thing. It feels like pretty genuine, I guess. Well, dude, like once you get chosen as either The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, and even if you make it, like the woman we talked about, Connor, who got pranked in Sasha Baron Cohen, mm-hmm. like she didn't even, I don't even know how far she made it. And she's probably got like millions of followers on Instagram just because she got that exposure initially. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I don't really fuck with it is like, it's so, in general, it's so fake, but you know, I can, I can understand the fucking drama and entertainment value. And I guess there are couples from the bachelor who are married and have kids like 10 years later now. So I don't know, but I think they hate each other. I'm, I, I don't really believe that they're, and it sucks for their kids. 
I don't know. Well, love. well, in the future, we know Dish will be watching, so Dish can keep us informed of anything exciting I mean, that happens. I, I will. I do know a little bit. Of it, like I will throw this tidbit um, that Hannah Ann was seen apparently at the mansion was. Um, there's a picture of her today at the mansion. Hannah Ann is a past contestant. Yeah, my point is, Dish, like normal people, like I get. I don't think. Greenwald knew who that was either, but I certainly didn't know who that was. Yeah, why? The fact why, that you know who that is that? says a lot, in my opinion. That's fine. I mean, I don't care to be judged by this, but like, I think and a you're lot. Also I think, being judged by our friends and our listeners. Just that's so fine. Know. That's yeah. totally fine by me. I I do think a, a majority of people would know Hannah Ann was associated with the Bachelor or the Bachelorette. That's I think a pretty known thing. We might have to ask that or take a poll or something because I find that hard to believe. There's just a difference between a vague knowledge and a more specific knowledge that you clearly have. No, I guess, I, all right, that's fair. I And I'm kind of, yeah, remembering, yeah. I think I have sent Snapchats of myself watching it, so I'm kind of backpedaling here, but, I mean, I've seen worse television. Let's start, let's start our political conversation with your clip, and I know I gotta share it for you because Liam is actually in Connecticut, and... I just want to say I'm I'm praying for my Connecticut friends and family. I'm a Connecticut native, and I know that this uh, tropical storm slash hurricane Isaiah. Yeah, I'm praying for all of you besides Liam. Um, but yeah, Hurricane Isaiah or whatever the fuck it was called uh, actually shredded Fairfield County. So hope all is well. But yeah, Liam is uh, fighting through the obstacles to record with us. So credit to I love you guys. To him. I love you guys. Uh, but yeah, this is oh, Liam's dude. clip. So, let's. Uh, what? What you want to? You want to introduce it or something? Go ahead. Okay, thank you. But yeah, so this is just a little clip I thought was pretty funny about Joe Biden. Just going off to being Greenwald. I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago. They're just, they're just all plunging in these days. But of uh, when Trump discussed him taking the um, cognitive test, and this was Biden's response um i just thought it was kind of funny the way he just was stumbling on his words at one point he meant to say like looking forward he said forward looking and then can't complete at the end but yeah play greenwald have you taken a cognitive no i haven't taken a test why the hell would i take a test come on man that's like saying you before you got in this program you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not what do you think huh are are you a junkie what do you say to president trump who brags about his test and makes your mental state an issue for voters. Well, if he can't figure out the difference between an elephant and a lion, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Did you watch that? Look, come on, man. I I, I know you're trying to goad me, but I mean, I'm so forward looking to have an opportunity to sit with the president or stand with the president in debates. There can be plenty of time. And by the way, as I joke with him, you know, it, I, I shouldn't say it. I'm going to say something I don't. I, I probably shouldn't say. Anyway, I am. Uh, I am very willing to let the American public judge my physical, mental, my physical as well as my mental fitness. All right. I mean, do, what do you want to say about that? I mean, I just thought it was pretty funny how he tried to, you know, say like how he was cognitive, cognitively well, and he just couldn't spit the words out. I mean, he seemed like he was rambling the whole time. And again, I didn't want to pick, you know, a big, like, argumentative thing for this week. I thought I'd just do a little clip and just let it kind of explain itself a little bit. Wherever you stand, it's kind of, again, sad. We do have these two opponents against each other. However, um, judging just on that video, I don't think he's very 
all there cognitively. I don't know what your opinion is on that, but I mean, I don't I'm say not, that Trump doesn't sound ridiculous in other videos, but I mean, he sounded pretty terrible in that. Well, Connor, do you want to go first or you want to, or I will, it's up to you. I thought he would, that was like very candid of him and kind of like mimicked Trump. I don't know. Like he said, what forward straight or something like that. He made a little yeah, he slip said, I'm forward. I'm forward looking. His, his bigger mistake was at the end when he was like, Trying to spit out the, yeah. What was his but, joke? What do you think that joke was about Trump that he held back? I think he loves he loves to say that. Like he loves to talk about how you know he like famously said he'd love to like take Trump behind the school and like beat him up or something like that. But it's also what is he talking about when he asked the reporter if he's done cocaine today? Where does that come from? All right, all right. It, it was a wild comparison. I'll grant you that. But here, here are my things with this. A, he's going off the cuff, which is a perfect segue to my clip because Trump is at his worst when he's not going off the cuff. He literally <laughs> can't read fucking the prompter. And like more importantly, though, when you're in an election between two old and somewhat failing men, it's like more of an election about what your ideals are and like what they stand for. And I think Biden stands for better things, which is why I, su I will support him. There's no doubt he's a little not there, but yeah, he was speaking off the cuff. Whereas like, again, this clip I'm going to show of Trump, he's reading a prompter and yet still manages to fuck up so royally. And he always, he always makes it worse by doubling down and trying to fix his comments. But, uh, yeah, I mean, in general, I don't think that what Biden said there was was that terrible. Oh, and the last I thing don't think I what he said was terrible, but he couldn't spit anything out. The last thing I want to say about it, though, is like, I agree with him 100%. Like, to Connor's joking point about having these two dudes take a cognitive test, like, that is such a low bar. Like, yeah. If yeah. you have any self-respect, Biden, like, don't take the test. It literally, we've seen it. He could be afraid it, it to take it. asks you to identify an elephant in that clip that I showed. Literally asks you to remember five words in order and then 20 minutes later remember them. Like, Do you think you can remember five words after 20 minutes in your honest opinion after you just stumbled on those words at the end? But, yes, but dude, Trump, do. Trump has stumbled on words too, Dish. A couple times videos that Greenwald decided not to show, it was like the same thing, vice versa. Yeah, dude, I could do Trump every week, but you know, and it's funny because I also didn't want to be too serious this week, so I went with this. But again, great transition because this is uh, this is your president reading off the teleprompter. So let's uh, it's let's just see mine. It's not yours say. as well. <laughs> We're here today to celebrate the passage of truly landmark legislation that will preserve America's majestic natural wonders, priceless historic treasures, and that's exactly what they are. President Theodore Roosevelt was right when he called these exquisite resources the most glorious heritage a people ever received. We want every American child to have access to pristine outdoor spaces. When young Americans experience the breathtaking beauty of the Grand Canyon, when their eyes widen in amazement as Old Faithful bursts into the sky, when they gaze upon Yosemites, Yosemites, towering sequoias, their love of country grows stronger, and they know that every American has truly a duty to preserve this wondrous inheritance. So, uh, Liam, have you ever heard of Yosemite? Yosemites? <laughs> have you ever heard of that place? So I'm pretty sure he meant to say Yosemite, but he he's did. literally never heard of it before because he's probably never even thought about what is in the Great West 
part of the country. And actually, I have to give him credit because this was a great thing that he did. He uh, loves his adverbs and adjectives. He actually passed legislation that was very against what he usually does, which has been not good for the environment. This was actually a preservative act that he passed, but he had to blow it and expose himself as an idiot by completely botching the name Yosemite um, by calling it Yosemite and then doubling down and saying Yosemite. And I really just, I, yeah. I mean, again, he's actually better off the cuff than he is off the teleprompters. But like, Yeah, that sounded so monotone you know? and boring. I don't know. Like, I mean, you can tell it's scripted. Uh, you can just tell it's scripted. Tell, you can always tell. It's a classic thing. You can tell when he goes off script. Like, he went, and Teddy Roosevelt said, you know, the great America, and that's exactly what they are. That was the only off-the-cuff line. Everything else totally from the script and that's why he fucked it up so royally but there's hilarious clips out there like montages of all the words he's fucked up um and yeah biden's fucked up too a lot but like again it's about it's about ideals and and where you want the country to be i think moving on to the hot box uh who's gonna who's gonna start off this week i guess i'll start it off um since i wrapped up that last one um so i was I will get to it more when I talk about my movie recommendation, but I've been thinking a lot about what it's been like to live in previous times um, and, you know, what and how our lives are influenced by the way society acts because of the year, decade, whatever that we live in. Um, and so what I was wondering from you guys because not only would it be cool to think about that, but to think about what you would do and who you would be if you were someone special in a different time. So my question to you guys, if you were a famous movie star, musician, or athlete in any decade, which of those three occupations would you want to be and what decade would you choose? I'm going to go with an actor during the 80s. So let's let's go through the thought process why being an actor in the 80s is the wisest move. All right, the 80s was cranking out movies. Okay, a lot of classic movies, a lot of series movies. This is when, like, Star Wars fandom started and all of these Star series. Wars. I'm just saying, dude, everyone loved their fucking movies, okay? And even, I like, love Star Wars. And even Pronounce different right. things like, uh, like the sitcoms I saw, like the Bill Cosby show was getting... 35 million live viewers a week and now it's like impossible to for sitcoms to pass 15 million apparently i guess the whole top 10 in the 80s for sitcoms in their views is higher than like anything comparable to right now so the industry is very healthy in this period of time uh we were speaking about how like legendary carrie fisher was last week if you're an actor you're with the likes of carrie fisher doing trippy things with Carrie Fisher, hanging out with Michelle Pfeiffer, or Jodie Foster, people like that. And uh, yeah, 80s, great music. Uh, I was thinking about the 70s too, but the 70s, Nam was a thing. I don't want to get drafted and have to go to war. Um, so the 80s for me is the most appropriate answer. If we go too far prior, I don't know, the standard of living was just significantly different there i mean there's still no internet or cell phones or nothing like that in the 80s uh but it was like sufficiently advanced i would say uh like the society was uh so i like an actor in the 80s personally what about you dish 
Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I don't think there's a wrong answer to this. Obviously, there's better answers than any. Um, but I would just do a musician, excuse me, musician in the 60s, for sure. I mean, you have Grateful Dead, fuck the Beatles. I mean, I think just being able to go experience like life with them, I think there's so many questions I have for John Lennon. I want to speak to him. I have a lot to talk to him about. <laughs> So what that's kind of why I specifically I do, I have things to talk about with him, Jack. By the way, though, John Lennon, your problems with John Lennon stem from like the seventies, John Lennon, not really the sixties. Exactly. So I could steer him correctly, dude. I can. I could be the light in his life. <laughs> that's Rewrite your. That's history. your life mission now. Yes. You go back it has to the sixties to save. And and maybe you know save Paul McCartney's life. As exactly, you pointed out, too, Paul dude. McCartney <laughs> died in the sixties and was replaced. He has. He's been dead. Hopefully, I'll meet him before he gets killed, and they have a lookalike contest for him. But I think being able, you know, <laughs> I don't know, perform at Woodstock, things like that, are just incredible feats that we always think about. Like obviously, the sixties are what six years away. Like six years ago, I just think it'd be absolutely ridiculous just being a part of that kind of culture, seeing what all these people have to say. I'm, I'm going with the musician in the sixties. Yeah. My problem with the musician answer though, is like when I was trying to imagine that hypothetical scenario, it's like with music, it's kind of like, well, where do you fit in? Every famous artist has their kind of own distinct sound. When I was thinking like actor, you can kind of just blend in. I don't know. Just be famous, like without good reason. I don't want to be. So, I don't want to be just a somebody, Connor. I'm trying to be the fucking top dog. Oh, I am too. But you can still kind of like hypothetically imagine that about an actor. But it's like what? So you're saying you would just go to the '60s and be bigger than the Beatles? Like that's hard to imagine. Did imagine. I, I these. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. Uh, yeah. This is this, this is a tough one. I'm very torn between the the two uh, the two answers here. I think you both have really good points. I do think uh, that the Nam piece is a good point. Nam uh, was going on in the very, '60s, by the way, and also no, civil civil rights in the '60s. Come on now, life was simply no, a better place so, in the '80s. I think I think more so probably, but I do think that Liam touched on a lot of the cool things about the sixties with his points. Like it, and I, I think I actually am going to give this one to Liam because I think that your points about the sitcom and the strength of sitcoms and like the popularity of actors at that time are very strong. But what Liam is talking about with the experiences he would have as a famous musician in the sixties is more compelling in my mind. I mean, you're talking about, you're talking like another episode. You're, you're saying your ideal person you could smoke a joint with is Prince. I'm sorry. What era was Prince from? Yeah, that's true. You're suggesting that like music and pulp culture wasn't that was popping in the eighties. It was even more so. I'm not suggesting that. I'm just suggesting that I think that I think Liam's uh, explanation of the experiences he would have as a famous musician in the sixties were, more compelling to me but that doesn't i think that i I could have easily gone either way but i think that this is i have to i want to show liam that i'm proud of him he did well and i could have gone either way on this and i'm going to give it to liam so liam when you when you get drafted for nom what's your position then like what are you going to do then you're going to serve you're going to leave the country what's the move i'll do a quick Dude, I'll do a quick few years, however many I have to do, and I'll come back and fucking party my ass off. That's totally So you might not make it back. So a superstardom in the 80s is not better than doing a short stint in Vietnam. 
Nope, and Coffin lost. Liam, I like stop. Yeah, yeah, stop talking because I, those are the types of things that are gonna lose the point for you because that's just not true. <laughs> that's questionable. I mean, we're leave, we're leaving, we're giving him this point with still a lot of up in the air. I don't know about that one. Greenwell made his decision. I don't think there's anything up in the air. Ask your question, Dish. That was a close one. That was a very close one, though. All right, Dish, go um, ahead. So I was, yeah, I was away um, Saturday with some of the lads upstate New York, and, and conversation came up, and we just started talking about, you know, pineapple on pizza. And I said, I think it's very reasonable if you're getting, like, Domino's or something to have pineapple on pizza. And when I say the room went 14 to 1, like that, like – I lost my voice because I was trying to scream my way out of it and just yell and fight tooth and nail. <laughs> so my question to you guys is what is one thing that you will back up 100% no matter what in any situation that you always feel like everyone else is against you, like you can't talk about it or else you'll get screamed at? What What is your like number one thing? Yeah, I'll go first because, Connor, I think you answered my question first. And by the way, just a quick comment. Not only is pineapple on pizza whack – but the problem I have with it is that it invades the rest of the pizza, always. Even if you only get a half half pineapple, like, my half always has one or two slices with a few pineapples in there, and it's bullshit. It's always invasive, and that's why I don't fuck with pineapple. And I also don't like it, but it's that's why people are even more against you. So when you say invasive, you mean it's on the pizza like it should be. I guess no, you should I mean, just it, say you it, don't it, like it, pineapple. No, I don't like, I'm saying when you get a half pineapple and then let's say the other half is cheese or the other half is like sausage and pepperoni, one or two of those sausage and pepperoni slices have a few pineapples in them at most pizza places. They, they, they let the pineapples run a little rampant oh, no. and it's just bullshit is oh, what I'm no. saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway though. All right. So I love the way that you frame this question and similarly to the way that, you know, I, I, I know I'm fighting against the wind here. I'm, I'm running against the wind with this, but that's okay. Apple Music over Spotify. Immediately, it's what came to mind. I get shit for this all the time. So here's the deal. I already don't, I already don't think you'll agree with me because I know your team's Spotify, but without even doing research, these were some of the main points that immediately came to my mind, right? So first of all, if you had an existing iTunes library that you had worked on or collected over the years, it's clearly the better streaming service in that regard, right? Because but, but does that only mean it? That, of, does that only mean when you're buying the music legally? Thank you for exposing me. Yes, yes, no, because because we we used to me and you Greenwald used to have very long Apple Plays, but it was all fake music or or, or like illegal music. Let's be real, yeah, so but, that wouldn't apply. But when. No, because, dude, it's, I, I'm actually glad you brought that up because when you get Apple Music, it automatically scans your entire library and changes all of those songs to the real songs for you automatically. It's fucking awesome. Okay, so that's I like awesome. that. I like that. That's really, really nice. And I just can't explain the amount of times. It's not even so much that, that I'm like playing music and old songs come up that people forget because they're they're in these buried playlists that I made when I was in like you know, middle school or whatever it is when we were like bumping a lot of Lil Wayne or something like that, like the OG songs. And obviously you go back for that, but all of that is integrated into my broader library because I never changed it. Right. So the second reason is that the, you know, a lot of people like to talk about the personalized music, but I'm telling you the new music mix from Apple music and Connor, this has happened with you. It's happened with other friends of mine. I'll send them songs I find on there and they're like, holy shit, this artist only has 10,000 plays on on uh, 
Spotify. Like, how the fuck did you even find this song? And it's because the Apple Music curated new music mix playlist is fire. And then lastly, or no, two more points. One, it's, I have a family plan with my family. It's $30 for me for the year. And the Spotify family plan, if someone else is listening on that, it cuts you off. But in Apple Music, it's like we all have our own individual accounts. And then the other two things are one, the library is broader. This is a, it's a fact. Everywhere you look, it will say it. Apple Music has over 60 million songs. Spotify has 50, over 50 million. And lastly, not to be righteous, but also to be righteous, they pay their artists more. Uh, after Tidal and Napster, Apple pays artists 0.00735 per stream. Spotify pays 0.00437. So all of those reasons are so that's reasons why irrelevant. I point zero 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 five or whatever you just said. <laughs> yeah. But the other well, points, it, okay. That's true. That's true. But I, what I will say for Spotify's credit is that the social listening, I think, is better. I haven't really been able – but that's because I feel like a lot of our demographic, for the most part – uh, has Spotify, but I think, you know, Apple music has all these unique deals with artists where they do like exclusive releases on Apple music and shit. But my main point with this is like, I don't know why everyone is so people are so vehemently pro Spotify without even like hearing out these points. So that's why I felt like it was a worthy thing to, to bring up. Well, Spotify, you can listen to for free on the computer. I do that. I don't actually have an account. That's a big And also, I mean, I, I don't, I, I think you're uh, undervaluing like the playlist. Like I'm not doubting Apple creates great playlists as well, but I mean, Spotify fucking does that too. With no, undiscovered artists. I discovered McGee, who we all like now when he had like 10,000 listens per song a couple years no. ago on Spotify. So the same thing does apply. I, feel like I actually, I did want to say that I, when I did start doing research after I wrote down my initial thoughts, every article I found had gave credit to the other one in different ways. And then at the end, it was like, it's a toss up. If this is what you want, then you get it this way. If this is what, and it's like most, and some of them had it flip flop. Like some said the other one had better discovery then the other one had better social listening. So like it was all over the place. My point is just, they're so even really and I prefer Apple Music, and yet still people attack me as if I'm like supporting like communism or something. It's insanity. I don't really understand it. It's but, like an Xbox PlayStation kind of argument. And it is, I, but even, and I don't know if people are that passionate about it. I'm pretty indifferent on this theme. I wouldn't die on either hill that Apple is better nor that Spotify is better. I would die. Most on Spotify, people are so. pretty. Most people are pretty passionate because you go to send them songs and they're like, "Oh, it's in Apple Music. Like, why the fuck do you have that? Are you like a fucking communist or something?" It's like, dude. I've never called Apple anyone communist. communist. I'm just saying, like, something horrible, like a murderer. Like, it's like, I'm I'm fucking public enemy number one. What's yours, Connor? We've we've spent enough time. On All right. I mean, the based on the example, pineapple on pizza. Like, I interpret this more as just, like, an unpopular opinion because I, I don't agree. Like, I don't think in any given room there's just one person that would be like, oh, pineapple's good, and the rest would chastise them. Like, I'm, a, I, I'm okay with pineapple <laughs> on pizza. I don't really care. And, and you know, it's it like other people like it too. So I just considered this more like an unpopular opinion. And so for that reason, my first point was, like, de or my first thought, I didn't end up choosing it, but decaf coffee – like, what's the fucking point of decaf coffee? It's coffee without the caffeine, but... I agree like, with that's that why completely. you drink coffee. Um, but I'm, I'm actually going to challenge... Just 
something that's a societal norm that's just completely overlooked and especially now in the midst of covid and everything if we need to wear face masks in public just because we exude i don't know too much spit or whatever the reason is then we absolutely need to abolish blowing out candles on a birthday cake. I was thinking about this because I have a random fucking friend from high school that's always been a, like that was always kind of weirded out by blowing out candles. I got that that memory sparked in my <laughs> mind, so I looked it up, and sure enough, a study showed that blowing out candles resulted in a fourteen hundred percent increase of bacteria. That's fourteen times more bacteria on the frosting. And that was just with a sample of a different adults. You're ruining candle adults, blowing forever. Now imagine a kid <laughs> leaning over the table, blowing his fucking whistle as hard as he can to blow out the candles in one blow. But we know the little kids can't do that, so it's really three or four times just slobbering all over the fucking cake. This needs to be done with. It needs to be done with. Fucking blowing out the candles. Easy alternative. Thing. I don't know if... They, increase pinata popularity or just like if somebody has to fucking blow out a candle stick a candle in a fucking cupcake or something all right but in terms of on the a, cake we need to get rid of this i have a couple of vibes to this one i i'm with you i'm with you and so i i would i would say that this is not necessarily that contrarian of opinion especially uh, in no see times. see my problem with you saying that greenwald is like i said i mean you like apple i have no real problem with apple i would say i, I don't think it's like R liam said he was one in okay, 14 no, no, in the room going for okay, pineapple no. pizza i don't think apple is a one in 14 well well a selection i, I first of all think it would have been like i i agree with you and if you've always held this opinion i'll take your word for it but like you're so right now that coronavirus has happened that will truly be something that is like very rare I think in general, I still moving think forward, Greenwald. Like, I still think it's something that people haven't considered. I am so fucking positive that for the majority of people that have celebrated birthdays since quarantine has started, if they had cakes, they blew out candles on that cake. I do not think they were thinking, "Ooh, with with coronavirus." Well, those going people on, are stupid. Are they? they are the they Greenwald? Because people. even though I say this, like I'm not. Let's say I'm with my family or like yes, distant family in a year stupid. or something. I'm not going to speak out and be like, wait, you sure you want to blow out those candles? I'm going to let the tradition unfold. Let's oh, be real. Okay, I completely disagree. I, I would. And not only that, but I think most people would say like, are we really going to have this person blow their air onto the candles and then we're going to pass this cake around to like I don't think that's people? a thought, Greenwald. I don't think that's a How thought. How can you not think that's a thought, dude? Cause you never thought it. We're wearing, cause we're no, but I'm saying after coronavirus, we're wearing masks everywhere. Like only, and I'm and I'm saying a lot of people are idiots and and wouldn't think of that. But anyone who's actually smart and health conscious, like, is not thinking of blowing. Can't. Well, actually, maybe you're right. Maybe Dude, you're right. no maybe doubt about it. Like, no, pe people aren't fucking thinking about that, Greenwald. But next it time, makes sense. Next time I'm with, like, a little cousin celebrating their eighth birthday and they have fucking candles on the cake, I'm not going to speak up and just be like, wait, are we sure about this? It's just going to happen. It's just going to happen. Unless it's okay, common well, knowledge. And that's why I'm things. saying that this is not a popular opinion. Because it's not two even things. a consideration. But I think it's a, I think it's, I'm saying, I think it's, it's a much more popular opinion now that coronavirus is hit. Like there's still people who literally refuse to leave their house. Like there's people meeting in the middle ground that would be receptive to the idea that blowing on candles is not something you should do before you pass around a cake. But, but, but 
besides that, two things just about birthday cakes in general. One, how in general moving forward, there's going to have to be some alternative if you're going to your somewhat not that close friends party and you want to know how old they are. We're going to need to come up with something to, to, you know, some number of some things so that we're like, hey, happy 26. Dude, dude if it's six, 26, dude. dude, you're not counting 26 fucking candles, okay? And probably most you know, people okay, aren't yeah, sticking true. to 26 candles, okay? You you generally, I mean, once you're a teenager, I doubt you need the actual number of candles in your cake. And if it's anyone below a teenager, do you really need to know their precise age? No, Does it really no, matter? no, if you I was also talking about little kids. Nine, no, because little TikTok kids are the ones. Little kids are the ones who uh, this shit's important to, both the candles and the knowing their age. And the second thing I was gonna say though is that to prove to you that I swear I'm about this, I swear to God, this is a true story. My first experience ever with candles at a birthday party. Everyone was doing it. Everyone was taking out the candles and licking them, but I didn't realize that. But like, by the way, I don't understand why that's such a popular thing. Like, we're about to have cake. But as soon as the candles are out, all the kids are like, oh, give me a candle. And that's everyone's not like, even a problem. The candles. That's not even a problem. It is, it is a thing. And I, on my very first, not my personal first birthday, but my first friend's birthday that I went to when I was really young, ate the whole candle because that's what I thought everyone was doing. And I, since then, have been very anti-candle. You ate so, the whole candle? I was I was being an idiot. I didn't understand. I saw all these kids putting them in their mouths, and I was like, oh, this must be the best part of the cake. And I just ate it. And I was like, this is disgusting. Why is everyone even like this? Okay, thanks for thanks for sharing that, Greenwald. Dish dish take over. Here's here's my opinion on it. I do think if you walk into kind of how I was, I just said my opinion. I didn't have any time to like backtrack on it. Like I just said pineapple belongs on pizza and I got destroyed. I think if you're in a room and you say Apple Music over Spotify, you're probably going to have at least two or three people on your side. But even pre-corona or during corona, because you're not really thinking about corona. Like, I don't think about corona 24-7. Like, I sometimes will dap my friends up and be like, oh, shit, like, my bad. I think if you say, like, candles don't belong on birthday cakes, you will be hung at the cross for that. Like, I think that would be just, like... Just the thing no one is thinking about again. You should be thinking about COVID. It is the thing. It is going I, on. The next goddamn birthday party. Yeah, Greenwald, the you next- act like everybody's going to be chastising that move, blowing out candles. Yeah, fucking right. I guarantee it continues to exist and that nobody's going to be like, but but coronavirus happened. We can't do this Wait, anymore. but so are you saying, though, with after making that very valid and, and triumphant point that you're going to go to the next birthday party and willingly have a slice of cake after people blow out I'm the probably candles. not going to think about it. I might say uh, I don't really like cake. I, that's might might be what I said. Bro, you're going to pass up on ice cream cake? Dude, that's not that's cake? that's not the question really. Okay, it's what is the unpopular opinion and that it's that the blowing should be abolished. No, so if what I'm you really want to ask me is if they're abolished will I continue to eat the if blowing out candles is abolished will I continue to eat no, the cake? No, then that's I fucking not what will, I'm asking. dude. No, what I'm asking is if you believe that it's such a contrarian opinion are you going to continue to go to birthday parties and if that happens, not eat the cake? It depends. If it's a little kid that I that I see slobbering all over it, I don't know if I need to eat that cake. Okay, Maybe if it's an attractive girl and I'm like, I wouldn't mind trading my saliva with her anyways, I might eat the cake. 
We'll see. Her level of attraction has nothing to do with whether or not she might have an infectious disease. I probably would still eat the cake. I probably would still eat the cake, but nevertheless, it should be done with. But that's like me saying, if I'm playing a Spotify playlist, are you going to listen to it or are you going to leave? It's not like that at all because it was, is this a hill you would die on? And I would go into any room. I would go into any room and... Fight for Apple Music to the death. And my point is you will willingly go to a, a birthday party and eat the cake even if the, the candles are blown out. Because cake's fucking awesome. Okay, but that's like saying that Dish, if he really believes pineapple belongs on pizza, he will like, if if people are like, nah, I don't want that my, pineapple on my pizza, he will fucking get pineapple chunks and he will put them on those people's pizza <laughs> without their approval because it belongs there. So that's just like a, I, I don't know what to say about that. I feel like that's an extreme comparison, but I, I'm saying your point is good about blowing out candles, but like, if it's a hill you'd die on, you would break. And I think I would be receptive. If I'm at that party, I'll say, hey, you know what? Connor makes a good point. That's a lot of germs going onto the candle. Maybe we skip the candles and we just eat the But cake. if you're not able to explain, if you're not able to explain why, and you just say it out loud, like, oh, we shouldn't be eating this birthday cake because of the candles, you'll get trashed way more if you just say, I like Apple Music better than Spotify. Yeah, but you have you would. You would. <laughs> you, it, that'd be you like would. you saying we should put acorns on pizza and people being like, but why? Like you just can't explain. <laughs> it's not like Dish is gonna die on the fucking hill. That pineapple needs to be on pizza. I'm sure there's a couple flavors that he still probably prefers than pineapple. So I mean it's still it's still an unpopular opinion. Nevertheless, we'll move on to I, my I, question. I, I get your point. You gotta move on. Okay, you, you got the oh no, wait, did I get the point? Or did you get the point? No, you did. Uh, you, Colin, you got the point, but yo, wait one second. Can I just go pee really quick? I'm about to pee my pants. All right, we're back from our bathroom break. Moving on to my question, last but not least. Okay, Judd Apatow is a name we might all recognize. He's already a legend in the comedy movie industry. He started his Apatow Productions in 1999 and has either directed or produced tons of good movies under that label. Okay, my question is going to be, Top five ju- Apatow production movies or TV or anything produced by Apatow Productions. But I want to make one clarification. Okay, he was involved with the Will Ferrell, Adam McKay movies like Anchorman, uh, Ricky Bobby, Talladega Nights, and Step Brothers. However, that's kind of their own thing okay we kind of think of will ferrell and adam mckay with those so i want to exclude those from the list but other than that nothing's off limits i want to hear top five apatop production productions and uh i'm considering the order as well so who's going to take it away certainly think the order is important liam you go ahead yeah, I'll take it first. So I do love Judd Apatow. I mean, some of these movies you might say are cop out for top five, but I mean, he just has so goddamn many of them. I'm going number one for when I think of Judd Apatow. I'm thinking go five to one. Go five to one. No. Oh, five to one. I think so. I think you should either go way. Order. Either Leave way. Us in suspense. All right, no, go one to five. Go one to five. I'll know. do five to one because you want me to do one to five. So number five, I'm going forgetting Sarah Marshall. Okay, great. One of my favorite movies of all time. Number four, I'm going with this TV series about Pete Holmes on HBO, Crashing. I don't know if anyone's seen it, but that got me the most exposure to Artie Lang I've ever had. And from that day on, I followed Artie Lang, like, so I went through. Very interesting call. Yeah, I've seen a couple episodes, dude. It made me uncomfortable. What's his name? What's his name? Pete Holmes. 
Pete Holmes. Yeah. Dude, it made me, it made me, literally, it made me uncomfortable, like, how much of a cuck he was, that exactly. I just didn't want to continue it. it. I was like, God, I don't want to relate to this guy whatsoever, and I had to stop watching it. But all right, continue with your list. No, I know other people that like that show. Yeah, it's a funny, yeah, I think it's, it's funny. Three, three, I'm going knocked up. Two, okay, I'm no going other words. pineapple. Knocked up. What? No other words. <laughs> no need. Seth, Seth Rogen, like, what do I have to say about it? Do I have to no, explain No, I that think, movie? yeah, I mean, we're doing five movies here. You can only say Yeah, no, no, okay, fair enough, fair enough, one. fair enough. But I love the cast of Knocked Up, but okay, anyways, go on. Five, Pineapple Express. Is that two or one? What do you so mean? Two, not, two. Like, I mean yeah, two. What? I don't know why I said five. <laughs> two, Pineapple <laughs> Express. Oh, shut up. And then number one, my when I think of Judd Apatow, I just, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but I just straight right away just think super bad. And that for me is always going to be a top five even movie of all time. Just from yeah. watching it when I was a kid. I mean, I was probably like 10 or 11 when it came out. We all were. Like, just seeing, like, that was one of the first, like, R-rated movies that I just belted my stomach out to laughing so fucking hard. And it just made me love Jonah Hill since. Like, obviously, he's done a ton of other things since that. But, I mean, when I think of Judd Apatow, that's my top five. All right, interesting, because earlier on in our group chat, you were talking about, like, one TV series you had in mind. And I was convinced that would have had to have been Freaks and Geeks. I, but Crash Well, that's... Is, oh. All right, Greenwald, give us your list. We can't dive into these, these things without... All right, so my list, number five. I was so happy to see that this movie was exclusively produced by Apatow Productions. Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story. Among the most quotable movies of all time. Parody movie of all the famous like musician movies. God, it is exceptional. So fucking funny. Incredible cast again. And by the way, all five of the movies I have here have incredible cast that leads right into the tv show that i am going with freaks and geeks which amazingly was so at this point i can watch anything with my parents comfortably but i think i was in like high school watching that with my parents and like the, it's so hard to make comedy without being like inappropriate and especially now without being politically incorrect and that show is genuinely fucking hilarious without being that like raunchy, inappropriate. It's just so goddamn funny. And it features all of these super famous people who in at such a young age. And like, you could literally take that cast and it's almost identical, I think, Connor, to like the cast of, I don't know, uh, this is the end. And, but it's just like all of them when they were young and, th and then they and they're still being hilarious and still relevant. Uh, number three, gotta go with super bad. Wait, well. is that four? Uh, you're at four. You were just at five. No, I just went five, four. I started with. Oh, you're right. You're right. Dude, learn how to count, bro. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Three. I'm going with super bad as well. Liam, you basically said it. I mean, also love the fact that it was written by Seth Rogen based on like his idea. Him and his friend in high school, like kind of a joke of what they would experience. I mean, every time I see a cop. I try and imagine that, like, cops are like those guys. Like, I still don't believe that cops really need to run red lights. Like, why would any cop ever not do that? Like, if they're in traffic, just turn on the fucking signal. Like, I can't believe it took until that movie for that to be revealed, like, in media. <laughs> like, of course they do that shit. Uh, two, I'm going with Bridesmaids. One of my favorite movies ever. I think this movie is so fucking funny, and, like, it's basically... Like, The Hangover, in my opinion, but with an all-mostly-female cast. And they're so goddamn funny. And 
I'll be honest, like, you know, it's, it's hard for me as a guy to relate to like a lot of female humor and like chick flicks. And this movie just is so goddamn funny. Like, are you talking I, about bridesmaids or are you me. talking about your number one right now? Bridesmaids. My number oh, okay. one, my number one is forgetting Sarah Marshall. One of my favorite movies ever literally. And the beginning of the movie, you're, you're right into it. Like with the, you shall not pass. And he drops the towel. It's like, his dick is out. It's just like, you're like, holy shit, I'm in for a ride. And then like Jonah Hill, Russell Brand, who I didn't know who Russell Brand was before that movie. And I think he's one of the funniest people on the planet. I regularly listen to songs from that. My brother will play the Dracula song and we all sing all the words. We fucking love it. Such <laughs> a good movie. And yeah, a, a great debate over Mila Kunis and, and Kristen Bell in that movie also, I think. I th- I'm pretty sure we've had it before, and I know, Connor, I'm pretty sure you come down on the Mila side, but I I think I come down on the Mila side now, but I used to come down on the Kristen Bell side, but two very, very uh, lovely ladies in that movie as well, but just a hilarious, great movie from start to finish as well, so. Okay, so. Very tough picks. So, neither of you, let me just get this straight, said 40-year-old virgin, is that correct? Yeah. That is correct. Wow. Not making either of your top fives, that was pretty high up there for me. What are some of the other differences? Okay, I guess our curveballs are Dish, what was your TV show again? Crashing and then Greenwald yeah, Bridesmaids like at number two. Yeah, Bridesmaids at two is kind of wild. Bridesmaids Bro, I, Crashing is not even top 20. Crashing, crashing is, is not Crashing good. is hurting a lot, but the real So yeah, I, I don't know about Crashing being in the top five, but then again, Greenwald, you not having Pineapple Express, and I know you don't like Pineapple Express that much. I've known that. But Pineapple Express, in my opinion, definitely should be in that top five. It's such a classic. It is such a it's good movie. It's just not for me. Opinion. It's a difference of opinion. Like I, That's I like me and Crashing, it. though. It's a difference of like, opinion. Like Knocked Up and, and 40-Year-Old Virgin, those are like right there for me. But like Yeah, well, well, but also so like, wait, Knocked Up and, okay, but I would say Knocked Up is very similar to Pineapple Express, or it's not super similar, but like pretty fucking comparable for you to say knocked up not and 40 year old I virgin mean, is right there for you i don't think pineapple express is a totally different ball game at all look it's another it's a losing argument for me like my points on this are just differences of opinion like that i know you guys wouldn't agree with me on like 40 year old virgin doesn't rely on i mean sorry knocked up doesn't rely as much on that type of humor as pineapple express does like and Pineapple Express definitely it's funny like it's a it's funnier than it's so hard to make a comedy and that's what's amazing about Judd Apatow is like all of these movies are better than any comedy that's come out in the past like five years at least if not like ten almost like it's so hard to come out with a funny movie nowadays uh, because it's so hard to to do it and not cross boundaries. Is it hard? You know. Is it hard? It to is. I'll just make sure I didn't hear you it's say. A, it's a. I'm gonna walk hard. <laughs> all right so just really quickly give me your top fives again just say them from five to one i just want to be reminded before i make my decision forgetting sarah marshall crashing um knocked up pineapple express super bad walk hard freaks and geeks super bad bridesmaids forgetting sarah marshall all right this is really hard but uh i'm gonna give the point to dish greenwald your points your your ordinance, Greenwald, your ordinance hurts a little bit too much. Being that, like, saying forgetting Sarah Marshall, number one, Bridesmaids, number two, what was your number three? 
Super My bad. Three. Super bad was bad. the first one I agree with, but those being the top two, I I have Super Bad Pineapple Express right at the top. Dish hits the check mark for having Super Bad at number one. Crossing or crashing or whatever the fuck it's called, Dish really hurt you. But also the inclu- not enough. The inclusion, the inclu- the inclusion of Pineapple Exp- Pineapple Express was very important. And, for me, and what about I, I, and Artie that Lang? I understand. I also that, explained I, Artie that Lang. I'll accept is enough, and that's just a difference of opinion. But you guys, and 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 I think guys in general, I really do don't give bridesmaids enough credit. Bridesmaids May, maybe maybe loud. I don't, but I mean, it, I, like for me, it's not in the same ballpark as Super Bad Pineapple Express. Knocked up, knocked up wasn't on your list either, Greenwald. I mean, the fact that neither knocked up yeah, 40 Virgin crashing nor Pineapple wasn't Express, on my fucking list. at least crashing wasn't, but like one and two being bridesmaids and forgetting Sarah Marshall. I'm happy you both have forgetting Sarah Marshall on the list, but it is more of a five than a number, than a numero uno green one. Yep. Like, come on, forgetting yep. Sarah again, Marshall. Again, difference of opinion and forgetting Sarah Marshall, like I said, introduced me to Russell Brand. And not only that, is the fucking prequel to get him to the Greek which is another movie that just missed my list, and Dish had Crashing in his top five. How the so fuck what? do you I explained some why. Some people like Crashing, like Bridesmaids at number one, but the, the lack of, of Pineapple Express knocked up in 40-year-old virgin on your list, Greenwald. I, I put say- Drillbit Taylor over fucking Crashing. Great movie and no, pop star never no, stop never no. stopping. Yeah, pop and star, pop but neither star of these were on, those weren't on your lists either, dude. So these hypotheticals. Yeah, but that's because I like these other movies more. I'm being more judged for leaving off Pineapple Express than for putting my faith in a movie in a movie or TV show that's not good, such as Crashing. Dude, it's just like the, 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 some of those movies that you didn't include are literally considered like all time greats. They'd be on so many people's like top yeah, movies but dude, of all so time is bri- without so is without considering the. Dri- ah, I, I see. I don't really agree. Dude, with it that. is. I promise you, it is. You I had forgetting. You, you had forgetting Sarah Marshall number one, Greenwald. You had forgetting Sarah Marshall yes. number one. Okay. I did. And I do actually like Walk Hard a lot, but like in a, in such a exclusive top five, I don't know, like there there's room for improvement in your list is all I'm saying. I just think comedies, by the way, Heavyweights is another one that narrowly missed my list because I love it that missed your list. Though. Okay, every but, every every movie narrowly missed your list. I get it. But I know, but, but the reason I'm mentioning them is because all of them are better than crashing. And you're judge you guys are both judging me for liking good stuff more than other good stuff. And I'm not saying it's bad. I am saying crashing is bad. I am saying that, and and I try. But I am. I'm not. not I'm not because I because I'm not just gonna take your word from that because I do know other people that have liked it. It's a pretty successful show, dude. You're acting like it's yeah. I know. You don't know. You don't have to take my opinion on it. You don't have to take my. I'm just saying. I I think putting bridesmaids at number two is less of a sin than putting crashing on the list when you've on the list though near, on the tail end of the list and also you had bridesmaids i mean you had forgetting sarah marshall at number one yeah forgetting sarah marshall is the number one type movie dude bridesmaids was made on a 32.5 million budget and grossed 290 million at the box well that office. should have been your fucking answer to dish's question that that fucking whatever forgetting sarah marshall is better than the likes of super bad pineapple express knocked up 40 year old virgin because that is an unpopular opinion that would really divide a room because that is rather crazy. And I hate to speak bad about forgetting Sarah Marshall. I'm happy it's on both your lists, but like I said, number one, come on now. But let's move on to the movie recommendations since we're talking about movies at the minute. We're going to wrap this up soon enough, but who's going to who's gonna start off with the movie recommendation? I mean, since I won. Guys, yeah. 
Since I won, I think I can start. I mean, I think that's most reasonable. I'm so embarrassed. It's like... No, it's great. Like, I have no Wi-Fi, no cable, no nothing, but I'm still able to win. It's kind of crazy that Jack's It's just, you, the, you, you're handing out points based on personal preferences here rather than legitimacy. Of uh, if you Go really, it, it, in part, Greenwald, but if you really wanted to look objectively at it and, and take away personal opinions, let me repeat again. You had forgetting Sarah Marshall at number one. Okay, so so yes, really, take, I think it's a worthy number one pick. It's just it's over not. Superman? It's not, and in a very at, like taking personal opinions out, particularly, it's not. If you take personal opinions out, so I don't know how you can say that and and, and say that that's why you. No, no, I, I that yeah, it's all personal opinions, but I love that movie. Like I put it up there above the other ones. It's not. It's not that I dislike the other ones, but I put in terms of rewatchability, I think it's better. But go ahead, Liam, do your movie recommendation. Recommend crashing to us, and let's see how many people write back about how they like it. I mean, just let the people talk. I don't care who likes it or not. It's a opinion-based question. I like that fucking TV show. It introduced me to Artie Lang, who I've been following since, so I took something out of that show. Anyway. Yeah, no, and that definitely makes it worthy of a top five appearance. Yeah, it does. Just do me. your recommendation, goddammit. All right, I will. I mean, you're the one who keeps talking. I don't know why the fuck it's my fault, but anyway. Um, so this is – I'm actually going to do a TV show, not a movie recommendation for this week. Um, but it is six episodes on Hulu from National Geographic. It's called Extreme Rescues. And kind of just stumbled upon it the other night. Um, again, six 45-minute episodes. They have three separate stories in each. Um, and it's all homemade footage that these people are taking. And then they discuss it afterwards. So to give you an example, there was one where um, a kid was literally stuck. They were doing a mountain crawl somewhere. I can't even remember where. It's from all over the country. He was stuck 1,000 feet into the cave and broke a fucking stone fell off the top of the, um, or a rock fell off the top of the cave, uh, hit him in the back, and he broke his back. And it kind of just goes through how this rescue team went 24 hours, literally taking this kid from 1,000 feet down into a mountain and bringing him out. And other examples are um, – a kid who had a skiing accident and they went in going over that and how he fell out of a crevasse or fell into a crevasse and then got out of it. So it's just this absurd, true stories of again, 18 different stories. Uh, what's so fucking funny? You say crevasse? Do you mean a crevice? Yeah, whatever. Same shit. Am I right about that, or is it called a fucking yeah, crevasse? Yeah, I was going to say, what the fuck is a crevasse? <laughs> I would say crevasse. I guess they were saying it in different kind of language or something, but they kept referring to it as crevasse. So that's why I said it. Um, but again, it's just a really cool show. Super easy. Six episodes again. Um, you can crush 45 minutes each, and again, brings three different stories. Uh, I could have said a little bit more, but it give away a lot of the doper ones, but just check it out on Hulu if you have some time. Well, your, your descriptions were so vivid, I felt like I was there. Yeah, again, coming from the fucking loser of tonight. Wait, by the way, Dish, just so you know, I think it's settled in a three-way tie. I don't think you won the over. No, I won. No, he did. He did He did win. Oh, he, he did? did yeah. Yeah, because this is the first time that you and I have both given him points. Fuck. Yeah, that, that would make me win, Greenwald. Thanks for explaining oh, that. I think we could do math. No, because... Well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well, I, sometimes, I mean, Liam, you, you went five, four, four, two, three, four, one. And I still and won, so that just, down. that talks more about you than it does about me. You're just an idiot then. Yeah, well, I, I would argue that you're, you know, there's a little bit of, uh, you know, gender bias in your guys' heads. Oh my heads, God, CNN, Walt. Uh, CNN, Walt, whatever. Connor, you want to go or you want me to? 
Yeah, I'll take it over. I got a bit of a curveball for this week. It's something you can watch on YouTube. Basically, the full things yeah, are on YouTube. They're searchable. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I love watching like old episodes of Cops. I've been binging like cops on YouTube and I'm talking about like the early seasons from the nineties. I don't know what so much it is. I think it's like the episodes are from the nineties. So, you know, that's like life before cell phones, really. I don't know. It's just something about the human interaction. It's a bit more natural or there's something I like about it. But anyways, I was like Googling or YouTubing old cops episodes and they have this great thing on cop or on YouTube. It's about an hour long. It's called cops too hot for TV. And it's a 1995 VHS that's on YouTube now. And it's just like the craziest shit that's happened in cops. They, I guess they like compiled all these VHSs together back in the 90s. This other one's called like Caught in the Act, In Hot Pursuit, Too Hot for TV 2, 911 Emergency. So basically, based on your preference, I like Too Hot for TV just because it's like, I don't know, some crazy people on it. Uh, but if you like maybe like more violence, there's other sections too. But my point is, <laughs> Cops has these DVDs that are fully available on YouTube from 1995, and it's very interesting. I mean, I know Cops aren't the hottest topic of conversation right now, but I think one thing, like, Cops is a show. They kind of wisely edit their shows to maybe, I don't know, if maybe there was ever an instance of police brutality they're probably just not going to include that in the episode. Like, what you're seeing, for the most part, are good cops, I guess you could say. You know how they typically begin with the dude talking in the car, like, about his life and why he got in the cop, why he became a cop and shit? Seems like good dudes. That's obviously, like, wise selection on the production team's part. But my point is, I mean, it's not like you're really witnessing police brutality. It's more so good cops just with crazy interactions, which therefore makes it interesting for me. I love, I love. Well, cops know what's good. Cops. They wouldn't, they wouldn't go on the show. Cops is timeless. Them, if it made, if it made them look bad. Plus, it gives sympathy to cops because you see all the crazy fucking people they deal with. So sometimes they do have to go into certain situations and people actually aren't listening and they like, you know, get naked and run out tripping on acid and like put their underwear on the cop's head or something yeah that's what i love about it that's what i find very entertaining and especially like mid 90s it was kind it was very different than the way things are now you know what i mean uh so yeah that's my recommendations cops too hot for tv (laughs) greenwald what about you i love it yeah so i was very close to going with this show that i'm gonna save for next week because i know i'm gonna recommend it but i haven't finished it yet But for this week, I'm going to go with a movie I watched uh, that I downloaded on Netflix for the first time. And I can't believe it was the first time uh, on Netflix on my flight home from London, which was The Last Samurai. You just uh, saw this? I had just seen The Last Samurai. You of all people, dude. That's surprising. Oh, my God. Absolutely epic fucking movie. Definitely a bit of a white savior movie. And it's, it's, it's definitely known for being a little bit of that. But uh, Tom Cruise, man, I got to just he I I regret saying that he lost his shit because like he brings that level of energy to every role he's in. And he's just he is a lightning bolt of electricity on the fucking screen. And I sent shout out Thursday lines, my my new boys who I had DM'd a clip. They were going to make a Thursday lines video of it, but I guess it got copyright blocked. But, um, you know, for fans of like epic war movies like Troy or Gladiator or uh, what's the Mel Gibson one, um, Braveheart, 
Like those types of movies, it just gets you so fucking fired up and ready to run through a wall. It's so dope. And even though it was old Japan, basically the plot is like he's a uh, American war veteran famous for his uh, things that he did in the wars against the Native Americans. And he's brought to Japan to help teach them how to learn the ways of modern war and to suppress an, a rebellion of samurai. And they talk about how like, and I think this is still a part of Japanese culture that samurais committed themselves 100% every day to the pursuit of excellence in some fashion. And it was just the type of movie that you watch and you're like, God damn it. Like I need to become a better something. I need to be better. Like it's just so epic and uh, great music, great action. And like very, just a great movie all around. Very, very good movie. Highly so it's a good it. motivator. It sounds like a good motivator. Very good motivator. Yeah. Very good motivator. We're going to sure. wrap it up in a second. We're almost concluding this episode. Anything uh, worth watching this weekend, guys, that you, that you have in mind? Uh, I mean, not particular. Obviously, it's it's awesome to have sports back. Like, I do hope the MLB continues to handle these situations because, you know, I, I think that as long as it's one team at a time, they'll be okay. But if it starts to become multiple teams, it's going to be a question of, like, is we just watch, like, you know, the, the Padres play the Brewers like every night and no one else in the league is playing or I don't really know. But the NBA has been awesome. Uh, so just have just sports, man. Just it's great sports, to have sports yeah. back. I just hope that cable and Wi-Fi is back by the weekend so that I can watch anything. So that's kind of where I'm yeah, at. Yeah, you, you watch old episodes of Crashing. That, that's fine by me, dude. I still won. I could just sit there and just think, wow, I beat Greenwald this week. I am way better than him. And just know my Judd Apatow just a little bit better than Jack does. Very disappointing to see that uh, Judd Apatow is, uh, I'm pretty sure, a co-creator of Girls, which I did not realize. But one of, I, I, I one thought of you were going to mention Love Greenwald. Oh, my God. Love is <laughs> awful. Love, Love is, is awful. so I, bad. We tried, dude, I was shocked too. Love, there's been like 36 episodes. How the, 34 episodes. How the fuck? Who is watching seasons, that show? Yeah, I don't know, Netflix contracts, oh you never God. know. But that's it, we're going to wrap it up. Oh this is episode God. six of the Three Little Fonzies. We'll be back next week. This is going to come, this is coming out Friday. We'll be back to our Thursday schedule next week. So stay tuned. Uh, keep a lookout for us. And uh, don't forget to give us a... Uh, a subscribe or a view. Fuck, I always forget what to say during this part. And uh, maybe follow our Instagram. But uh, that's it for this week. Yeah, give Crashing a peep and let us know. How yeah, photo, tell Greenwald he's fucking wrong. Just inbox him, just be like, you're dumb. We're all going to be like three little Fonzies here. We're going to be cool. We're going to be cool. We're going to be cool. Mm-hmm.